How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So, day two, day three of spring training, and we've got a lot of updates, and obviously, Cashman spoke yesterday and had some news drops for us, so we'll talk about what he said about Juan Soto, his long-term future with the Yankees. Um, or rather the vagueness of what that actually looks like. And then, of course, some updates to the pitchers, and you know we'll break it all down for you. Um, Yankees are still reportedly eyeing more additions. The pencil is not down. Cashman suggested that they're always looking to improve, and if you want to win a World Series, you need to have the most talent humanly possible. And the truth is, I think the rotation could use a little bit more. I think you guys would agree. I feel as though the bullpen's good, the infield's good, the outfield's good, but the rotation is missing that one final big-time arm um, to pair with Garrett Cole, and you know, we're banking on Rodon bouncing back, so we'll talk about that as well. But Ryan, before we dive into what Cashman said about Juan Soto and kind of the fact that he is, this could be a one-year situation. The Yankees sent a lot of good talent. Um, I feel like they wouldn't have sent some of these impact players with control, Drew Thorpe and Clark Schmidt, if they were, or rather not uh, Clark Schmidt, but Mike uh, Michael King. You're not going to send these young guys with tons of control for one year. You know what I mean? I feel like you are, you have to think that they're going to extend him. Los Angeles Dodgers probably won't be involved after making massive, sending over a billion dollars this offseason. It's hard to believe anyone else is going to outbid the Yankees next year, but I guess it is possible. So, you know, how are you feeling about that right now? And how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, as you alluded to, Juan Soto, they they paid a pretty hefty price to get him. And as they should. I mean, it's the greatest left-handed hitter, arguably, of our generation. He is an unbelievable talent. This guy is a remarkable player. 160 home runs in 28 war before you even have your age 25 season. This guy's, you know, on his way to being in the Hall of Fame. And this is, he's starting the year where, like, Aaron Judge broke out with the Yankees in 2017, which is kind of incredible to think about. Um, you know, and, and as it pertains to an extension, Here's the thing. Scott Boris and Scott Boris clients do not take extensions. And Juan Soto, he was going to hit the market. There was no reason for Juan Soto. You know, you're a year removed from free agency. Uh, you know, you, you are a young superstar. All of the reasons I mentioned for you being such a great player, uh, why would you not test free agency? Why would you not drive up that price tag? Because let's let's be honest here. You know, people like us saying that the Yankees absolutely need to bring back Juan Soto is going to do Juan Soto so many favors in free agency. All of us are very aware as Yankee fans that they must bring Juan Soto back. And the Yankees are acutely aware of the fact that they also must bring Juan Soto back. I think there's a reason there's so many one-year guys on this team. They didn't commit any multi-year money outside of, like, what, Marcus Stroman, right? Like, and that's only a two-year commitment. So, you know, they, they've been very diligent and very disciplined on the money they've spent. Verdugo's a free agent after this year. You know, Rizzo can be can be a free agent after this year if they decline his, his, his club option. A lot of relievers in that bullpen can hit free agency. The Yankees are very ready to say goodbye to a lot of important players. Gliber Torres as well is among that list. And that means money opened up for Juan Soto. Look, I'm not saying the New York Yankees need to, you know, Kate caveat their entire offseason around Juan Soto. Actually, no, it's exactly what I'm saying. They need to do literally everything humanly possible to keep him. They can't let him go. This is, I mean, this is a game-changing player. This is a franchise icon. This is a guy who has his jersey retired, his number in Monument Park, his plaque with the, the cap on it with the Yankees logo. You know, this is a guy who could truly transcend Yankee baseball for the next decade plus. You know, people talk about the window is closing, the window is closing, the window is closing. Look, maybe the window is closing for Judge and Cole in the near future in terms of their ability 
employees to be, you know, uh, key contributors on a World Series caliber team. But the Yankees window is not closing. They have a bevy of young prospects coming through. And if you have Juan Soto here long term, you have your superstar hitter. Do they need to pair him with a superstar pitcher? That's why I imagine they were so keen on getting Yoshinobu Yamamoto because I think they envisioned Judge to Soto and then Cole to Yamamoto. But that didn't come to fruition. That happens. I, if I'm going to be honest with you, I prefer to have the Sir thing in Juan Soto. I prefer to know that I have Juan Soto on my baseball team because I think he is the better baseball player. Uh, and I think he's more important to the Yankees' needs. I also think the Yankees do a really good job at developing pitching. So I'm a little more confident in their ability to find that next great starting pitcher or, uh, you know, find guys in the market or trade for guys or just say, fuck it, let's go sign another Garrett Cole. You know what I mean? Uh, that's just kind of what they have. Uh, but as again, as it pertains to Juan Soto, I think you and I are in unison. They need to bring him back. Uh, I understand it's not going to happen in, in an extension in, you know, before free agency, but they need to bring him back in the offseason. They need to bring him back in the winter. Again, just tell Soto, go field your offers, go make your visits, and then come back to us with your best offer and we'll top it or we'll at least match it. Because I imagine, look, I'm not saying that Juan Soto has a preference for the Yankees, uh, but, but let's kind of put into context here he plays in the Bronx uh, very you know there's a large Dominican population in this city uh you know I'm a Dominican American myself so I, I am a testament to that uh you know looking at the, the market it's the New York fucking Yankees right like he's he's talked about wanting to play for the Yankees for years right there's an interview with Yancey Pujols a Dominican born reporter and, and he's basically like Joe Gonzalez is telling him you don't know. You got to play well when you're at Yankee Stadium because this might be your team one day. This guy's been being told since he was fucking born that he's going to be a Yankee. He's been bred for this. He's been born and bred for this market in this moment. I'm not saying he doesn't want to go be a New York Met, but if the Yankees and Mets offer the same amount of money, he's going to go play for the Yankees. You think he's going to think to himself, oh man, I've been dying to be a Boston fucking Red Sox. I'll take less money to go play for that last place team. Not only just that, you think a Boston Red Sox is making some $600 million offer? I'm more scared. I mean, I'm. you, you mentioned the Dodgers. They're not really going to be in it, obviously. Obviously, as you mentioned, because of the financial commitments, not that the Yankees aren't going to have competition, but Juan Soto is going to price himself out of like almost every other team in the game. And then the other teams you would see them competing with the Giants, that's West Coast. He wants to be on the East Coast. And I'm sorry, I'm not scared of the Giants in any free agent pursuit. But again, as it pertains to New York Yankees, they know Juan Soto would love to be there long term. Take advantage of that and just give him the most money possible. Yeah, I mean, the realistic nature of this is that the Yankees are one of, the, if not the most wealthy team in the sport, and them failing to extend a 25-year-old superstar would be kind of a bad message to send to baseball in the sense that, um, you know, these guys, this, these owners are making money hand over fist. If you want to invest back in the product, you want to invest back in, you know, it's not like Hal Steinbrenner's family needs the money. Um, you know, they're 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 doing pretty well, I guarantee it. So, you know, Juan Soto being a, a legitimate, you know, expenditure, someone that you can, that you're going to bring back and spend $45 million on per season. Yeah, he's going to make the money back for you in jersey sales, in ticket sales, in championships. So, you know, I feel like it's worth it. Maybe I'm wrong. I imagine everybody else would probably agree with that. It's already expensive as hell to go to Yankee game with the damn chicken buckets. You know, might as well spend a little bit extra money and get Juan Soto and actually watch some winning baseball compared to last season. But, you know, looking ahead here, aside from Juan Soto's extension, we still got a year of him. And we're going to enjoy every every freaking second of it because the, the truth is you don't know what's going to happen. But at the very least, we have him right now in the outfield. And we're going to enjoy that uh, process as it unfolds. But as for the pitching, you know, Carlos Rodon seeing a little bit of an uptick in his fastball velocity. That's exactly what we wanted to see. He's dropped some weight and he's still maintaining his power. And, you know, everything is checking out. Nestor Cortez is obviously a bounce back candidate as well. He's still working through his rehab for his shoulder injury. Last year, he sustained that ended his year prematurely. 
really. And he was kind of having a trouble, a troubling time getting over the hump and, and getting it back to where it needed to be, his shoulders specifically. And in December, he went down to Tampa, worked with the Yankees training staff, and they seemingly have got him back to where uh, they feel confident he can be ready for opening day. So... Aside from Lou Trevino and obviously Scott Efros and a minor injury to Jose Trevino, this team is rather healthy. Um, and I think that's a really good thing. You know, knock on wood, anything could happen. But right now, Ryan, like I, I, I told you before we recorded the um, podcast yesterday about Efros, I said it. I was like, I feel like Efros is going to the 60 day IL. And bam, there he goes. Because, you know, I just didn't, something, did, I didn't hear enough about him. Something wasn't sitting well with me. I was like, we haven't heard much about Scott Efros. No one's kind of talked about him. And like, usually when a player is not being discussed, it means they're hurt. And like, that's kind of what the Yankees are going through, um, you know, with some of these guys. And ultimately, you know, we would love to have Efros, but the way I perceive it is like we're going to get both Efros and Trevino back in the summer. It's like basically getting two summer trade deadline acquisitions. Like that's how I see it. The Yankees aren't going to have to go out and get like a bunch of bullpen arms because they're going to get two back at the perfect time. Um, so hopefully, you know, that's the way I'm looking at it right now. More of a positive spin as always, but then. You have Jose Trevino going through this calf strain that he sustained, but we're really excited and optimistic about Austin Wells. Um, how are you feeling about the starting rotation with some of these bounce-back candidates and you know some of the other injuries that are going on? Not many. I'm feeling pretty good. It could be so much worse, so let's take our wins where we can get them. Yeah, I saw a lot of people freaking out when Trevino had the setback and then Efros was announced and not, uh, he's not going to pitch until the summer. Um, I'm not saying that's those are good news. Like nobody's gonna sit here and say, "Oh yay, let's go!" No Efros till the summer. Or, oh yay, let's go! Our starting catcher, uh, you know, is gonna be delayed a couple of weeks, and he might not play the first few weeks of spring training. Um, but it's more so saying, I mean, you just kind of knock on the table. You say, "Thank God it wasn't, you know, a different guy. Thank God it wasn't multiple guys. Thank God, you know, Trevino's gonna be ready for opening day." Those kind of things, you know. Um, you know, we've seen some really ugly beginnings to the Yankees for spring training. And look, don't don't you know sit back and say that nobody's going to get hurt after this. I mean, we've got a plenty of spring training games and plenty of actions, but, uh, you know, when you play sports, you get hurt, right? Like, I, I don't know if people grasp this concept, but uh, when, when you play sports, guys get hurt. If a guy crashes into a wall in spring training and you go, the damn medical staff, I don't know what you want the medical staff to do. Like, you know, I, I'm not a religious guy, but, you know, I don't think Jesus is in that medical staff. You know, like, I don't, I don't, like, if, it, it, you, there's nothing you can do about a guy, like, crashing into a wall, that kind of situation. Like, we heard this all the time with Bader last year. All oh, the medical staff, Bader keeps getting hurt. I mean, the guy barely plays. He, he showed up to the Yankees in a walking boot, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what you want. They're not miracle workers, right? Like, they're, they're just doing their, they're, they're, they're doctors. You know, they're, they're not miracle workers. They can't, you know, they, they can't, uh, you know, change a guy's body composition or whatever. Um, so, you know, guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to, like, oh, my shoulder's sore. My elbows feel a little weird. My hams are a little, hammies are a little sore. Got an oblique strain. Uh, things are going to happen. Guys are going to get hurt. The guys that you have right now are not going to be uh, entirely all the guys you have coming into opening day. But you just hope a certain percentage of them come in, right? Like you just hope you have. I'm going to give you the numbers right now. I hope You hope you have 80% of the rotation you have right now. You hope at most you just lose one starter. You hope you keep about, you know, seven or eight of the guys in your starting lineup. And in the bullpen and bench, you know, not that, you know, you can lose more guys there. But you hope you don't lose too many. Uh, look, guys are going to get hurt. That's just kind of like, I just want to, everyone, you know, not lower your guard, uh, but just get ready for guys to get hurt because it's going to happen. It's not going to just happen to the Yankees. I mean, look at the Orioles. They, they lost. Kyle Bradish has a torn UCL. I don't. I, they can tell me PRP injections. He's going to try to pitch through it. That man has a torn UCL. That is a fact. 
torn UCL. That screams Tommy John. John Means is not going to pitch uh, on opening day. He's not going to be ready for the start of the season. Uh, you know, Gunnar Henderson, I believe, is already dealing with an oblique issue. How serious it may be remains to be seen. Their top catching prospect in the minor league level cannot throw right now. So, you know, there are some worse injury reports right now. There are some teams that are seriously banged up right now. I'm not saying that to say you should feel good about the Yankees and say, uh, you know, if guys get hurt, who cares because other guys are hurt. But more so that guys are going to get hurt. It's not a unique situation to the Yankees. As long as your main hitters, if Judge, Soto, Cole, Rodon are healthy, I'm, and like Glaber, I'll throw Glaber into there too, I'm going to feel pretty good about the situation. Uh, you know, again, guys are going to miss games. You're not going to get 162 games out of everybody. You're not going to get 30 starts of each pitcher. And you just hope that your depth is ready to step up when they're needed. The big thing the Yankees have this year is they, I think they have a lot more depth than last year. Look at the pitching side of the ball. If they have to go to Will Warren as their fifth starter, man, not saying I'm going to be happy that somebody got hurt. I don't. There's no joy in anybody getting hurt. Uh, but more so, they're going to be like, all right, let's see what he's got. It's not going to be like, ah, shit, you know, Will Warren's a fifth starter. This sucks, you know? Um, or, or a matter of even the outfield. If they were to lose an outfielder, if Stanton were to get hurt before the year, you'd be like, all right, Grisham plays center field. We have a two-time gold glover playing center field for us every day. It could be a hell of a lot worse, you know? Uh, even in the infield, right? Uh, you know, if, if you have to turn to Peraza pretty early on, I would actually like to see them add a depth infielder just because you kind of go very quickly from LeMahieu to Peraza and Vivas um, and maybe another infielder. I'm not saying a stud. It doesn't even have to be Gio Urshela. I would take a guy like Tony Kemp who they're linked to. Um, you know, just somebody that kind of bridged a gap from like the Peraza to Vivas because I don't think Vivas is major league ready just yet. Uh, but those are still interesting players. Cabrera, I don't know what he'll give you this year. He's a little bit of a question mark, but he's not the first guy up, which is important. The big thing here is just they have a lot of depth. Guys are going to get hurt. It's an inevitability. And fans, just be prepared for it. It's going to happen. It's sports. This is this is nothing out of the ordinary, um, especially for the Yankees. But we just have to hope that the primary guys stay healthy. And that's the most we can do right now. But guys, today should be interesting. I mean, there's not much going on right now in terms of they're just getting their workouts in. They're just starting the process. Things are getting rolling. And as long as everything goes to, to plan, I think we'll be okay. Games will start up in a week or two, a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll be in a good spot, you know, getting some of these young players opportunities, a lot of non-roster invites. Guys, we are really excited to see Spencer Jones, Ben Rice, um, plenty of news to come. And we got you guys covered here on Fireside Yankees and across all of our channels. So we appreciate you very, very much. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And we'll catch you guys on the next one.